0: This is Kieran Murphy, the founder and presenter of the Across the Four Legs podcast.
1: Sean Murphy to John Murphy. This is Connor Lawner. This could be the icing on the cake.
0: Second goal for Carlo, and surely now they're into the Leinster semi final. At the the end of the day, you ask players to do a job, and no matter what we do, say we can be called great lads now and we have the team moving. We haven't been moving, it's the players that do it. We can't train. Carlo have restarted quickly. Long ball sent into that inside forward line. Oh, and it's broken for James Doyle. Goal chance for Carlo, and they've taken it. On the Across the Four Lakes podcast this week, I have two men who will be looking forward to playing in Croke Park for St Mullins in the Leinster Senior Club hurling semi final on Sunday against Kilmacud Crokes. Seamus Murphy has been here before with Cara, where he featured on Christy Ring and Joe McDonough Cup winning teams. For John Dorn, it is his first time to play in this famous stadium. Seamus, I guess the memories are still vivid. What are your recollections of the build-up and looking forward to
1: Crow Park? Yeah, sure, I suppose. Yeah, just remember... Uh, I don't remember there being a huge build-up, I suppose, with Carl at that time. We were kind of just focused on winning the the games more so than than the getting to Croke Park. But um, I suppose the first day, I remember uh, sitting in the stands, I'm sure that was the day that James Dyle scored four goals and the lads played brilliantly and you know had the game well wrapped up about 10 minutes after half time so we were able to relax and and just kind of enjoy enjoy the day then because we knew the game was 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 won like you know the the Joe McDonough the year after was I suppose maybe it wasn't as wrapped up as early but I mean they won that game pretty comfortably too so it was actually something similar you know. You said to
0: me there that that you didn't focus on Croke Park as much but it must have been on your minds all the same.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely the first year, I suppose, and and you know, I I a lot of lads I had never been there and under the stand and into the dressing rooms and out on the pitch. You know, I think in before the Christie Ring we did actually go up maybe the weekend before, and we were able to go in and see the dressing rooms and we were allowed. We weren't allowed onto the pitch, but we could walk on the grass between the sideline and the edge of the grass. So, I suppose that maybe helped us uh you know, get a feel for even what will be going. You know, going into the dressing rooms and how it's different and so on. So that that did help. Uh, but once we got that out of the way, we just kind of tried to focus on the match that time. So yeah. that might be a bit different now on Sunday, in that you know there's five or six lads that played there, but the others it'll all be new in terms of going in under the stand and going into the dressing rooms and and you know getting used to it that way and just even just be standing on the pitch and having such a big stadium around you. I know there won't be full of crowd, a full crowd, like, but just having that in your in your vision as you move around the pitch. So you know, hopefully, lads will be able to adapt to that pretty quickly.
0: Okay, and John, is it is it something that's been on your mind over the last couple of weeks? Maybe since the Ferns game that you're actually going to a Clark park. Uh,
2: no, I think maybe before the Ferns game. To be honest, though, it was a it was an incentive, you know, to get to play up there. I suppose coming up there at my age, I didn't think I'd ever get the chance to play up there. But then, I suppose. Nearly straight away after the Ferns game, you're more so thinking about yourself and the team and Kilmacud Croak. So I haven't really thought about it since, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. You know, there's, there's no sort of feeling overall uh, No, not
2: not yet anyway. No, no.
0: And James, there's a big gap then uh, from you know, the Leinster campaign to when you actually won the uh, championship, the beating uh, Bagelstown Gales. Yeah. That it's. I know some other counties have had the same situation. Have you found it difficult?
1: I think I think it's been managed fairly well. I mean, we were playing. Obviously, we we're playing the junior B football, and that took up of the fourteen weeks. That took up maybe seven of it, and we did. We did it took a few weeks off with the hurling, then we did one night a week hurling, and then we were doing the other night football. Uh, so that kind of broke it up for the most people that play football it it broke it up into two halves you know but but even since we went back concentrating on the hurling you know with a lot of intense challenge games but myself I did find that the last two or three weeks like it was just starting to drag as such you were just kind of wondering was the game ever going to come around you know but fairness of the lads I think they managed it well in terms of giving time off and just tipping away and then kind of you know, we were straight back into challenge matches the Wednesday after the football final. And, you know, you could tell we hadn't done anything for a month and a half. But from there then, kind of just working our way through the challenges and up the training and so on. You know, you could see that it didn't have a huge effect on the lads on the game today against Ferns. Because, did you know, they came out and they, they started the game very well and got into it straight away. There was no real 10 or 15 minute kind of... Uh, period where they, you know, sometimes that can happen if you've been off on a long break, it takes you a while to get going but fairness, no, it, 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 we seem to have handled it fairly well anyway
0: Yeah, listen, I'll come back to that in a minute but John, like at, at this at the start of the year, I think I had said Mullins down not to win a semi not to not to get to the semi-final may have called upon that one but uh, you, you probably, um, like you were without Marty Kavanagh, you were going to be out and James Doyle was after getting married so I you know, it's amazing to say it's in Mom's coming in under the radar. But you were a small bit really, weren't you?
2: Or did uh, you we were, yeah, we kinda you go on. We were kind of I suppose we I mean, we had kind of two poor years there, you know. So um but then I suppose this year was a bit of a fresh start again with, you know, Morris and that and uh we kind of got a good run at it this year in the Bulger Cup and that, you know. So we got a, plenty of matches under our belt, I suppose, before the championship came around. And, you know, you're usually missing the county guys in those uh, you know, anyway, I suppose. So, you, you know, we're almost playing our, our championship team in the forwards, you know, because we knew Mouse and James would be gone, you know. OK, that's
0: interesting. That's but an interesting um, thing to that you just said there. Can you develop a small bit, John? Like, who would you have had, let's say, in... Um, the full forward positions, this the uh, number eleven position, like
2: yeah. Well, I suppose well, James was around for the for the Bulger uh was, cup, yeah. or for the Bulger yeah. Cup, and you know we got uh Philip Connors was back there this year as well, and you know Jason, Paddy Ball, and John Dial, all these guys. You know, there's a lot of good guys there, and they all kind of uh stood up anyway. You know, yeah. yeah. Funny enough,
0: you mentioned Jason and these lads up front, like you know because James Doyle and Marty Cavanaugh are so good, these fellas would get on any. Senior club team. I would say not just in Carlow and but in most counties in Ireland, but they're a small bit under the radar because of how good James and Marty are. Yeah,
2: I imagine that too. They probably they mightn't get the, the credit deserved some of the guys, you know. So, like, it's sort of six good forwards and there's probably another four or five good guys to coming off the off the bench there to the minutes as well. So we're kind of lucky there now at the moment.
0: Yeah, and in looking looking at the looking at the Carlow championship, like. You were beaten by Mount Leinster Rangers. Was it in the in the last game? And yeah, the, and I think yeah.
2: we lost to Ballincillin before that as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so as, as I say, like the form was up and down, and then of course you got into the semi final. Like, my records are right. You beat, you broke Ballincillin Hearts by by a point. Was it?
2: Yeah, I think we got a. I think they got a goal coming near the end, and they might have been up by yeah. one or two points, and. A, I think I uh, was a John Dale won a great ball there I think and maybe handed it off or he could, could have got his own score I think it was would kind of go go over the line anyway in that match I suppose that was really what yeah. I suppose that's what semi finals are for isn't it just getting over the yeah, line you know yeah so you wouldn't be
0: that happy with your form and there was a lot to a um, lot to focus on going into that final against Baggins Gales who were surprised Mount Denster Rangers maybe they didn't surprise themselves but they surprised most everybody else I'd say.
2: No, yeah, they did, they did they they're a very good performance that day. You know, they they're very strong in a match in fairness to them. You know, they heard well all around the field and they've been good all all year in fairness to them, you know. Sorry, who's that, John? Sorry, sorry, we're after uh, yeah, yeah, Gales okay, were yeah. good all year, you know, in fairness to them, you know. Yeah, well, part part of yeah. their first
0: game, I think they, they were very disappointed with the performance, against guess, and breed, but after that they were they were coming. And uh, and when yeah. you met them in the final, like most people were expecting a very a very close game and it didn't turn out like that.
2: Yeah, well, it was very... Yeah, the first 20-25 minutes was very tough. It was very fast kind of match, you know. It was really up and down the field. And I think we kind of were lucky enough that we just probably got a few scores at the the right time, maybe, you know. Can change matches. So there wouldn't, there wouldn't be a whole lot in it only for that, I think. OK. James. before we go back to Croke Park,
0: can, can you explain why St Mullins are so successful? <laughs> and, and I tell you, maybe I should... Maybe I should expand on that question a bit. Like... You go, you leave Boris and you go down. You, let's say you head down to New Ross. You come mm. into the St Mullins parish. It's it's a very a big parish, or is it a big parish? It's mm. expansive. The, the hurling field is about about two kilometers off the main roads. Like mm. you wouldn't really know you were coming into a hurling country, really. It's
1: yeah. Um, well, like it's a, it's a, it's a big physically. It's a big parish, but like the population wouldn't be huge. But like we don't really have any other sports played in the parish. A bit of football now, but, like, there's no... Like, you have to go to Greg or Burris or Bally William, New Ross for rugby or soccer or anything like that. So, like, it really is... Hurling is kind of the main thing. And, you know, the the, the Hurling Field is a kind of central part of the community. Um, and I suppose how we're so successful, if you want to say it that way, like, it's just down to... It's really down to the juveniles and the coaches and everyone just you know, bringing the young lads up along and, like, we don't, you know, what we try and do down here, and it's kind of what we have to do because the numbers, you know, if you can bring one lad onto the men's team every year or two and, you know, rather than having an unbelievable minor team that wins all the grade all the way along and having six or seven players, you know, that never, like, we're, we're, we're not strong underage and never have been, like, you know, I think we've only ever won one, possibly two minor titles, you know. No, it's just, yeah, so it's always like, you know, even like bringing one or two on, like, you know, even from 2019 to now, and even from 16 to 19, like you have Connor and Pauly Shea and a couple, but you don't have a big wave of five or six or seven lads every year that because they aren't successful underage teams expecting to get onto the senior team. And then when they don't, they 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 stop coming. Like, you know, Um, but it's really, yeah, it's just down to the, the culture and that. And I think like, you know, we've had a, a very successful period really over the last 10 years, I suppose, uh, give or take, like, and, and you were just lucky that you had that kind of group of players. You know, myself and John are probably coming off of what you call the last generation. And then, like, you obviously you have a good group coming through, Mouse and James and, and, and Jason and all these younger lads, you know. And, it would, like, we managed to, to transition between the two kind of separate era teams, if you want to call it that. Well, and everyone gets on well and it's friendly, like you know. So there was no, it was very seamless, like you know. As players come on the team, players left. It kind of was still a good, uh, solid group.
2: Yeah, um, and John, I'm what has Morris Edward brought to uh, the team? Um, he's just, I suppose he's a real um, he's just, he's just a real hurler man, really. You know, you can see because he really loves the game, you know, and it kind of, I suppose it comes out in him and it kind of rubs off on you a bit, like you know, and he's just. I suppose you'd you be more you know, you're enthusiastic to go over to the field, you know, and um, Seth and Alan Roach there is a very good uh, hurling coach as well, you know, and then Jar the and Tom are two, two good selectors as well, so we're kind of lucky there with the, the management team we have, you know.
0: Yeah, and he was telling me that he um, yeah. he's actually featured in Croke Park on six occasions, two All-Ireland minor finals, two Leinster, one with Bally Ragged and one with Bally Hale, so... <laughs> to get as much
2: experience as Morris now, you want to be around a, a long time, you know. John,
0: you've won six senior hurling finals with Seán Mullins. Hi.
2: Is there any one yes. that stands out in particular? Um, no, just they're all good in their own ways. I suppose uh, twenty ten just to get your first one. Yeah, you know what I mean. That was a, a great one to get, and then I suppose um, you know twenty fourteen. Then again, because we're after having a couple of lean years, you know what I mean? it looked like, and we have to wait. A while for it to come again, and that was kind of the first one we got. With as Seamus said, that kind of newer generation with you know, Mouse and Paul Dyle and Gary and Ushi, you know, that James Dyle all that age group. And, and then it was still, and there was still a couple of the lads left that we would have kind of hurled with, you know, the whole way up, like you know, so it was a nice one as well.
0: Shameless against Ferns, there was a point in it, and St Mullins won a crucial ball. It was a game, you know, where you, one minute you look as if you're going to win, another minute you look as if you're going to lose, and then you sort of got going again. And you, But a couple of minutes to go, there was only a point in it. And you, you won a huge ball at midfield and then got it going forward. And you were actually involved um, in a little flick. It couldn't have come to a better man than yourself, Seamus. You know, you, instead of just mm. driving the ball somewhere, you drove it into space, and there was a St. his player running onto it. You know, you were t- playing
1: yeah. over the clock at that stage. Do you remember yeah, that? But I think I, yeah, I do, yeah. Like, I suppose at that stage, we were under the gun a little bit. It kind of tends to happen when a team is chasing a game. Naturally, the whole, the lines as you have them, they just drift back trying to defend. And, you know, it gets harder and harder to get the ball up the field. So really, you know, it was important just to get the ball and get it up into the full forward line, even if you didn't get a score from it, and just try and hold it there for a minute or two to relieve a bit of pressure, you know. But yeah, like we like you said, at stages we looked like we were going to to win that game by ten points, and other stages then because they were still Ferns were still hanging around. You know, we were kind of could, could have gone anyway, and had they got that goal, you know, from the misplaced hand pass, we would probably we may have lost it. Like you know, but I think we would have been very disappointed to have lost that game, like you know, because we expected to win it and we had done enough. Bar put this put a few goal chances away to be. 7-8 clear like you know so we yep. would have been very yeah. like it was very tight in the end you know but we would have been very very disappointed to have lost that game like you know which I think shows how far we've come like other years going back to the other the early titles we won like you were just happy to be in a Leicester game and you know give it a go and if you lost you lost whereas we we went into that one with a real expectation that we would win it um, you know and, 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 and the same again for Sunday well I don't say a real expectation but an expectation that we'll compete and see what happens on the day, like, but it's not like, say, in 2016, we played Kula in the semi-final, I think they were all our champions, and, like, you know, if everyone was being completely honest, I think it was a bit of a, a long shot, like, that we were going to pull that one off that day, you know, whereas, this time against double-team semi-final, we'd be going up there with a real belief that we can do it, you know.
0: And John, like, just going back to that Seamus's intervention there and that ball into space, but also, there was a ball that was won in the middle of the field by Connor Keogh, I think it was Connor drove forward with the ball, drew the free, you were a point up, and Marty, never going to miss. Right? Right. No. Be- he's done it so often. and um, But then having said that, the ball was out to burn St. Edens, Goalkeeper, he poked the ball straight out down the left-hand side. Were you ready for that? Ah, uh,
2: yeah, it. I suppose. Yeah, 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 go on, John. Yeah, I, I, I think we were. Yeah, like you know, we kind of knew from their matches. You know, I know now their their championship was a long time ago as well. But like in their semi-final and their final, they kind of saw out tight games. You know, and they were they were down by points and came back a team. So you know, I kind of think we we're always you know are never going to die off. I suppose yeah. you know so. I, you had to keep yeah, yourself ready even when I'm, the goal went in, you know. What I'm saying, John, is that as
0: soon as the ball was over the bar, the goalkeeper, he um delivered the ball back into play straight away. Like we were all sort of just writing down our scores in the press box. Next minute we you look up and the ball is back in play. Were you surprised it came back into play so quickly
2: uh, no, I suppose you'd be expecting maybe to get get going again quick, wouldn't you, you know, I suppose yeah. they wanted to get a, a, a score back, like, you know, so you would be kind of expecting, but I think, yeah, and he had a great, he had a long puck out as well, so like, you know, That's it's right. going into the danger zone as well the minute he hits it, you know. And then, of course, I think, was it the goalkeeper, your goalkeeper was hooked or was blocked out right, right, at, as the seconds ticked down. Am I, Is my recollection right on that? Uh, yeah, I think he was after saving the ball, and coming up. You yeah. know, I suppose he did the important thing anyway, saved the ball anyway. You know, but uh, we we got out the field anyway, so I suppose it was it was okay. <laughs> and at the end, Seamus, there was a huge coming together when the final whistle went of
0: supporters and players, and it was a lovely half an hour on the pitch. I felt did you feel the same?
1: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, it's um, you know like we be in our I suppose our own little group, training away there, but like you are representing the parish and the community, like you know, so it is great to see them all, you know, everyone's so happy and all, the, you know, you've all the kids with their flags and want to get their hurls and stuff signed. So, you know, it it's big like obviously county championships are wanting, but but you know, big wins in Leinster. And especially I think given our our, our geographical location, like, you know, a lot of people would be over into Wexford a lot. And a good few was in the bottom half of the parish we went to school in Wexford. So there was a kind of an extra bit of a prize to that match beating the Wexford champions and I think that meant a bit more to everyone and you know kind of added to the fact that you'd won a Leicester quarter final so it's nice like you don't come around too often so it's nice for everyone to just kind of celebrate it and you know just chat and just yeah uh, just talk back about the match you know yeah
0: and John finally what will you do on Sunday morning what's the plan to get to Croke
2: Park um i think just probably i'll meet up at some stage here in the morning have a bit of a puck around ourselves like nothing too too hectic and then get going early i suppose just to be up up in plenty of time and that you know i don't, I don't think we're we're not going to overcomplicate i suppose you know just yeah. trying to keep your routine as best you can i suppose that you you usually do i know obviously it bit of an extra distance but you know we'll just probably just keep our normal routine i think
0: yeah are you going to go on
2: a bus or will you take cars uh bus, yeah. We'll all, yeah. all help together we'll on a bus, yeah. Together, up and back, yeah. Exactly. You don't have to worry about parking then or any of that, that stuff I suppose, you know. So Yeah. Listen,
0: it's all to play for on Sunday, lads. The best of luck and thanks a million for coming on the
2: Across the Four Legs podcast. No problem,
1: Kieran. Thanks very much. No
2: problem at all. Kieran, thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah.